Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. We are now in our nerdly news section. Um, this week, uh, Anthony had something to do, so we recorded this a little out of order, and it is now myself, Zane Coppage, and Marcus Lucas. Yo. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to kind of get into this. Uh, first things up is uh, PlayStation Plus users can now vote for what free games they'll get that month. Um, so far, it looks like it'll just be out of the two free games you get on PlayStation 4, the one that's more indie related. Um, I already did my vote this month. It's pretty cool, like the way that they do it. You just go on to the store real quick and then go down to PlayStation Plus, and there it is right there. Vote for your this month's game. And so for September, we have three games available. Um, one is an RPG-esque real-time strategy, kind of like weird mixture game. Uh, one is... Uh, I want to say it's a... There's one that's a 3D platformer that I, I voted on that's like a weird, like really single player kind of thing. And then the third one's um, this weird kind of... Uh, looks like it's influenced by uh, Double Fine Studios kind of artwork, but it's called Zombie Vikings, and it's just a kind of like a, a Castle Crasher-style beat-em-up game that you can choose multiplayer. Yeah, Xbox needs to get on the ball then. They've always kind of been behind the curb with the whole free game thing. Games of Gold was a little bit behind the curb because it was always grabbing big name games like two or three years after everyone already owns them. And that was how it started off. Nowadays, they don't don't use pretty much, you know, any major game titles anymore. Um, I think the biggest one that I saw... Isn't that for 360 that the big names are coming still? Yeah, the big names are coming to the 360 still from what I can hear. But on the Xbox One, I mean, the biggest thing that I saw was Assassin's Creed Unity. But they gave it away for free with the bundle pack. Yeah, a long time ago. So the bundle. Like, so it's basically just you know let me spit in your face, and then they have all these little indie games. Like I think the one this last month was uh, uh, a pool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I remember like, that. I chose that's that's when I actually canceled my Xbox Live for the interim until I get an Xbox One. I feel like I don't necessarily need Live. Yeah, if you're not playing, you definitely don't need it. The free games yeah. are that great. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got Neverwinter for free. I think I got that back when that was available at one point. Yeah, and that, I mean, that one was a decent D and D RPG game. Yep. I mean, you really can't do much of the D and D RPG. Like they try to do too much, and it's not good. And they try to do too little, and it sucks again. So. Yeah, we were talking about this a few weeks back that like PlayStation's been doing a lot of the the big moves when it comes to the uh, incentive games for paying for their service. And we know we very much subscribe to the belief that both consoles have their merits and that we shouldn't bash on any one. But we do want to point out when uh, one of them starts to slack in one area, and that's that PlayStation has weak on the server front, but is great on the customer service side of things. And Xbox is the reverse. You have amazing servers, but you don't have the uh, the, the substantiability of the perks. Yeah, like beyond the server maintenance, you really don't have the perks. And they both have kind of room to grow. Let me put it that way. They both definitely have room to grow. They're both solid consoles. Anyways. Yeah, so you can go and vote for your PlayStation game. Uh, Again, it's the indie title version. So we're still going to get something that's a little bit between like a medium and large size production group game on top of this. Just the indie game is vote based now, which is pretty cool. You have some control, I guess, is what makes it cool. Yeah, I think I think if Xbox were to get on that, that would actually help out a lot. Because some of these games, like there was this one worm game that came out it was like worm grenadiers or something yeah yeah and i heard that it was fun i downloaded it i played it twice and then immediately deleted it like it was i will say with playstation i have more games than i can ever touch in my lifetime 
And they're all sitting in my digital library with my license attached to it, just knowing like, all right, if the, I can grab it and download it and try it if I yeah. want. But man, a lot of those I'm never going to touch my life. Yeah, because I mean, like, whenever I first got it, there was this game called Spark. Yeah. Which is where you. Project Spark? Yeah. You yeah. build your own, like, RPG game, essentially. Thing, and it's like, that's kind of cool. Um, really, really flawed. It's really designed for the people that are that kind of mentality. It's the same thing with like technically with Minecraft. Like Minecraft doesn't really have any real direction apart from just create slash destroy whatever you want to do in there is great. But like I never drew, I never grew attached to that game because it's a lot of just like, all right, here's a sandbox, do stuff, and it's like, but don't you have a object, any kind of objective? Like it doesn't need to be like. This is the story, or I don't need that. I just like to have at least some direction and like do this. Okay, I can do that. Minecraft is a totally different story, though. They're about to make their servers public. I know. So you, which is really cool. Yeah, that's just a unique thing in and of itself. But but. because they, you know, uh, they added the map, like the map update. Yep. Made your map twenty five times larger than it was. Um, Yeah. Now what they're what they're pushing towards is whenever you load into a server, the first 25 people, they get a map. Yep. And they each get that particular section. Yep. And their their idea is actually to make like a war games kind of game out of it. Yeah, there's there's some cool ideas rooted in there just when it initially launched that just very much sandbox Lego thing was sort of like I'm the kind of guy that likes to build the Lego sets based on a model design, not so much on like just give me blocks and let me just start going. I've never been much of that mentality, and that's kind of where this stems from. So you did creative mode. Maybe. Yeah, because... For me, I just like objectives. Like, they could give me... Like, build the house, and it's like, okay, I'll do that then. Like... Yeah, my thing is... is, Direction. Once you get in there, you know you gotta build a house before dark, because that's when the monsters come out. Yep. But you play survival mode instead of creative, Mm -hmm. and you have to mine your own stuff. There is no free blocks. Yeah, exactly. Um, So... In order to have a decent sized house with enough room to do what you want, you have to work really hard. Like, again, it's just, it's that thing of like, I could waste my time doing all that, or I could just play a different game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I know. And I'll catch, I, I'll catch flag for that, but that's just me. Like, I, I'm aware, I'm fully it's aware. A my good roommate. Game for people who want to play it. it yeah, absolutely. If you don't want to play it, then don't. Exactly. And that's where I'm at with it, too. And that's kind of where I'm at with this is like, eh, I could take, I could leave it literally, like, not be questionable by it but uh project spark always looked kind of interesting i was really just curious of that first dlc pack so it was supposed to be kind of a pseudo sequel to conquer's bad fur day and it never i never heard it dropping that was the thing is i talked to it to death and then i never heard about it dropping so it's because it gave it out free and that's the only reason people go people got it gotcha anywho um all right we got a few bits of destiny news here um they were quite active this week in kind of releasing some tidbits of information about what's going on and what you'll expect when the, the Taken King drops finally. About time. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of been behind like closed doors in terms of like, what really is going to happen? Like You guys keep saying it's going to be a big change, but we don't know anything. I just, I, I want the story to be better. That's the only thing I want. And I really think that's the one thing that we'll never quite hit right because when you're trying to do a multiplayer-based game, you're not trying to make any one person feel unique and special in the sense of like, you're the sole savior of the universe. Like, that's the success of Halo was that they made you feel like you were Master Chief. I, or the Arbiter. Exactly. Like, like that, that, that thing. That was like you choose like one or two main 
things to be your main carrier of the story. I mean, any really great story-driven tale involves naming your hero something important and then giving them the responsibility of saving the entire universe or I world or what Destiny's have you. I think done a good enough job about making it a, a, a diversified genre, though. Absolutely. All the people being guardians and stuff like that. Like, that's Absolutely. Cool. Um, um, I just but, don't think you can unicify anyone in particular and make them feel like they're the ones that cause that thing to happen. Or, But know, at the same time, they do. Whenever you beat the game before any expansions, yeah. you get... You know, you destroyed the the mm-hmm. heart in the black garden, like. But this, there's a lot to be said about the story being pretty bunk before that, and like. The reality is, is that they have a lot of lore, and they expect you to find that lore on your own. In other words, go into the grimoires, which is fun. Like I actually enjoy reading the grimoires. I just hate that it's not integrated in my game. Yeah, I've got like, I don't know, twenty nine hundred. I'm at score. like thirty eight hundred or something. And like. I know that I can go online and check it out. It's cumbersome and stupid. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, like, it I mean, bad. you can check it from the app and everything, but that's a lot. That's still a lot of reading. Like, I was reading. I've read through almost all of it. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading that's not explained properly sometimes because some of it's really creative writing and really well-written stuff, like you're reading a novel or something like that. But it's so isolated and small, it's just it doesn't feel like you're getting much out of it. Um, so yeah, they said that there, t- there, there's talks of them improving the story, which, okay, the, we'll find out when we find out. That's kind of where I'm at with that is because like they were, they said that with Crota's end and I was very unimpressed with, uh, Eris and her whole tale of Crota. They said that, uh, the taking or that, uh, House of Wolves will also feature a better story. And it did. I'll admit this few story missions you got, like the five that you got were pretty cool. Because you got some dialogue between Varix and between um, Petra. You got some back and forth. That was kind of intriguing. But again, it's still kind of like bare bones in terms of actual story content. Yeah, I mean, it got the point across. You know, they accepted the wolves and, you mm-hmm. know, sheltered them from the guardians instead of them being killed. Yep. And then they turned around and betrayed them. And now that's why the reef is open. Yep. Like, but, it makes sense, but. Yeah, like at the same time, instead of adding five missions, maybe add like ten to fifteen. Yeah, give us give us us some meat on our bones. Exactly. Get let us know what we're actually fighting for. Because right now you're like, oh, fight away the darkness. I don't feel like I fought away the darkness at all. Every time I load into a level again, suddenly there's more bad guys. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, heck, and even in addition to that, is like this next one is supposed to be like, you know, Oryx, father of Crota, is pissed that you killed Crota. So he's coming down. Coming down on you hard. So here's hoping that that creates a better story. But there's no substantial evidence at this point that it'll be better. It'll, it just looks like it. We're, they're giving us another reason to shoot stuff. Which, albeit that's all everybody really wants at the end of the day, is give me a reason why I'm shooting this guy. Better than they're the threat against all that we uh, we have in the light. It's still a really fun game to play. It's just really yeah, bare bones it, it, on story. It, it definitely is a good thing to play with friends because, you know, regardless if you're, if you're playing PvE or if you're playing PvP, yep. as long as you got some buddies with you, you know, it's fun, you know. You you don't get as frustrated whenever, you know, you die a 50 bajillion times. You Absolutely. Because at some point, that you and your friends are making jokes. That's always a th- facet of this game yeah, like, you know, you're joking around and oh, having fun we got a wipe in the raid let me do a 360 no scope on crota and win yeah <laughs> right like it's always stupid shit but it's guys i'm gonna go 
or, or hell, like whenever you're wiping at um, Templar, the fun is the, the most fun thing was if you already had the relic. Leap up and Superman into the abyss. Like, if I'm gonna wipe, might as well do it in style. Like, right. you created your own fun because they gave you a good sandbox to play in. It's just the problem with it is there's the, the direction in which you you are told to go and do things is very bland, very tasteless. And that's the thing is we need to have more flavor, some more controversy, possibly some more dynamics between characters. We've been introduced to a bunch of characters that lead nowhere. That's yeah, kind my of my favorite think. thing to do in the Templar section is be the one person who jumps down. Like after you get to the Templar, mm-hmm. everybody jumps off. So you wipe and then you jump down there. I go down, grab the relic, jump across all the the beams and stuff and then get back up on the top with everybody. So we don't have to worry about the oracles. We just shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, so like they're hoping to change that. Uh, we got Destiny patch 1.2.0.5, which dropped on Thursday, I believe, and it included some minor changes. Um, oh, hey, what's this, Zane? Levels won't be reset? Holy shit. We were kind of misled on this. We were told originally that, uh, you know, light level was going away, and so everyone's kind of knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, okay, so we're all going to be 20. Got it. Which is an easy way to level your playing field really quickly. But it's also a shitty thing to do to people who work super hard yeah. to get all their stuff. I mean, I didn't, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, super hard is also kind of a little relative. fluid at this point. Yeah, it's a little relative to each person because yeah, luck my plays exotics. the largest role in half the shit you do. Well, no, I mean, because like the first two weeks that he was out, he had two pieces of armor with the... With mm-hmm. the 42 light and yep. i just oh, upgraded yeah. my exotics and my first Dude, clan, I within eight my days of house of wolves like almost everybody i knew was 42 so or, or 30 34 and it was just like pff, easy okay yeah. we're all high we're all maxed and great people were still complaining about how hard it was to level up like no it, it got so easy it got stupid easy like, even if you buy the armor from the vanguard like outright you're automatically level 32 Yep. So even if you were super crappy before and you, couldn't level up. You're set up, up for success. You were set up for success. And being at level 32, you can go in and you can get the armor core at level 30 in the Prison of Elders. Like, that, that just shouldn't have been a bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so they fixed some issues with this, uh, this patch. Um, so kind of some real quick stuff is that uh, packing heat, trophy, and achievement have been fixed because some people were just having it not drop for them whenever they would equip their first exotic. I had never experienced that. Um, they fixed uh, an issue where House of the Pit drops were disabled, which I assume was also tied into them deactivating uh, the, what was it, the Blades of Crota appearing on Earth. I mean, they still said that it was available via that one mission. But apparently it wasn't dropping correctly, so they had an issue. More than likely it was attached directly to the Blades of Crota, and when you remove the event from the public domain, it probably turned it off in that mission, and so they just had to turn it back on. Uh, They also increased the drop rates for Husk of the Pit from Blades of Crota have been increased by 150% from where they were. So whatever they were at, times that much. Um, PvP, we got some updated uh, House of Wolves control playlist to include the following maps. Oh, um, so like everything from the House of Wolves. Uh, that's confusing looking, but uh, with lower uh, with the lower weight in the rotation. So, Rusted Land, Shores of Time, Pantheon, Exodus Blue, were all kind of uh, added. Um, so the House of Wolves playlists will now incorporate some 
other maps more frequently that are not house of wolves related just to okay. give some variety to those which makes sense because like while i love jumping into a playlist that's built around a dlc i don't necessarily want it to just be the dlc i'd like to be able to play regular maps in addition to and well, this fix that problem it, it it would fix it if they didn't just put one or two maps out if it was well, like five or six taking king's supposed to have eight well, yeah, and then you so. can make it a list just around those eight because cycling through eight maps, that's that's a pretty decent cycle. Versus three. Yeah. So positive changes, I would say. Um, Inferno and Double Playlist now have different uh, tuning values for ammo crates. So depending on the map, the playlist, uh, those will be adjusted to different time frames, which, again, was kind of needed. Shouldn't just decide that everything's all the same, even if it has a different flow to the combat. That's always a bad bad thing because some maps some game types require more quick gameplay like doubles i would assume should have a pretty quick turnaround on special especially with four people running around map um the tower has been slightly altered test everest is temporarily leaving the tower a kiosk terminal can be found near eva levante in north tower that contains tess tess's old inventory for of special order items and that was all the stuff that usually got for pre-orders and uh, dlc content that no one else gets that kind of stuff um the nepal aid shader and emblem have been added to the game if you bought into that uh 25 donation to that cause you will be getting that very shortly um they'll be sent to your emails um, and used to place orders in the bungee store. These items will be found at the kiosk mentioned above. That kiosk is replacing Tess Everest. Uh, and the last piece is that technical, um, they fix potential crash problems with closing the vendor screen. That'd be bad if you close the vendor screen and then the game shut down on you. So to fix that, uh, fixed a very rare case where an account could, blo- uh, could be blocked by a weasel error on sign-in. I think I may have been caught by this one time. I don't, I've never experienced it. Yeah. I don't know um, anybody who has. It's probably more prevalent on the uh, older consoles because they have less RAM to work from, less memory to use. Could be. And I know that they already struggle with uh, the inability to preview friends' items because they needed that space to make uh, that space of RAM for Vault Room. Um, the last thing they fixed was fixed issues with suspend and resume handling on Xbox One. Just wasn't working. So, good. I don't even know what that means. Uh, suspend in room options on Xbox One, just like on uh, PlayStation's rest mode, where you can just suspend a game while it's playing and resume it later um, while putting the console in low power. Um, apparently, it would mean that the game crashed when you upon resume or that the console would lock up. Those were issues that I know I've heard from people. So, <laughs> shitty things to happen. Uh, a few other things that are happening in Taken King. Uh, Taken King is going to be adding uh, ghost shells that include stat bonuses, which... I already have the one ghost shell for pre-ordering the game early. It looks pretty cool, but it's never done anything, and I've always thought that was weird, and that I always thought they would add more. Well, it turns out it took them a fucking year to figure out what they wanted to add. About and time, though. It's coming, and we yeah, all can somebody, have special ghosts. Yeah, somebody didn't pre-order. Like, that's, that's the, the only bland, thing white that I wanted. fucking ghost. You know, like... Getting the getting the legendary sparrow, cool. Like I just get a rare sparrow and make one. Like, I liked that too. Yeah, I liked no, the customization. No worries there. Um, getting a, a legendary ship, I've got like nine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that's not a big deal. But there like, have been only one legendary ghost shell, and it's from the pre-order, and that yeah. was it. And that and that always agitated me. And even if it's just you know like the regular ones are white, like give us a green, blue, and legendary version. Even an exotic version would be yep. cool. Yeah. But give us something. Yeah, so and I'm I, glad think, that I think I think it's coming. Yep. 
Uh, Destiny is improving tower necessity and functionality. One of the ways that they're doing this is that shaders will no longer be an item. Shaders will be a selection at a kiosk that you unlock. And so, like, when you would normally obtain it as an item from something, in turn, it actually turns into an unlock for this kiosk. So it's no longer taking up inventory space and no longer taking up vault space, which is kind of nice because that's a very simple way to fix your problem of vault space and everything like that is turn certain things into other things or condense things down like they also did with um, they're going to turn all armor materials into just one item called armor material, which is nice. You'll no longer be struggling on just one class or another. Um, All your characters will share the same armor uh, materials. Um, there's no more like hardronic essence or sapphire wire. That's all crap now. It's all one thing. Plus steel plating. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they're also combining into one thing is crucible marks and uh, vanguard marks are becoming one thing. Legendary marks, which is kind of nice because you'll no longer be stressing over if you have enough crucible marks to buy that one piece of armor you need. And you, if you hate crucible, good for you guys. Now you don't have to hate it so much. Same with PvP peers. If you are PvEers, if you hate playing the main game for whatever reason even though it's really easy um you don't have to struggle with that anymore you'll sit on a shit ton of uh crucible marks that'll turn into legendary marks and you can get stuff from the vanguards if you want okay but that also brings up the point that you still have to get your rank up yeah in order to buy certain yeah that's items. still a factor so, uh it's not you know just some walk in the park but if like, you hit your rank three at least yeah as long as you hit rank three like suffer through it until there you can get whatever you want whatever you want which is kind of nice because a crucible sparrow is probably the coolest thing in the world. The green one, yeah, yeah. I like the uh, the vanguard black and white because all the other ones are blue and orange, and there's one vanguard one that's black and white. Yeah, it's blue and gray on Xbox. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, navy is their, their navy is so dark it looks almost black, and that's where I'm like, yeah, fuck not, it. If you're on, on Mars, Xbox. you can't even tell. Not on Xbox. Yeah. Well, it's all the same. Like I, it all looks the same. I've I've seen it on both because my roommate has the Xbox One version. It's it's that navy with the gray, you're right. But when you're looking at it just like in passing, it pretty much looks black and white. But Especially when you're zooming by at super speeds. I want them to come out with sparrows for the factions. That's been heavily alluded to. Because... Also ships. Yeah. Like, no joke. Like, yep. we got ships for... Uh, what's it called? Prison of Elders. Yeah. And, I mean, that ship... I, mean, I like that unique. ship. It's unique. I like that ship. It is pretty cool. I like that there's different variations. Like it's it's cosmetic color wise. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know the one that you can get from her is you know the bright. Blue. I can't wait to have a dead orbit, House of Wolves styled ship. Right. Black and gray and white, and deadly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's completely cosmetic. Yeah, it's a loading screen at the end of the day. But yeah. man, I want my loading screens to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna spend no this was a seventeen thousand on that ship from Petra. Yeah, when you get to a certain point where you're just like fuck it. Like I've hit that point like seven times now with the game. Yeah, I mean I have two, especially with, you know, the Royal Amethyst. Oh, I know. Those Royal Amethysts make that easy. Yeah, dude, I was sitting on those for a long time. It wouldn't let me cash them in even if I had like Oh, it's cashes in for I think what was it five thousand? Five thousand, and if you were at twenty five thousand, you couldn't cash it in, and if you were anywhere above twenty thousand, you couldn't cash it in. Yeah, I was like, just get... I don't care. Yeah, uh, but anyways, that's it for Destiny. Um, some just some cool stuff that we've kind of been slightly just irksome about, like, well, this would be better or this would be better, and they're kind of addressing those. So good. Um, 
let's see. Blizzard has announced that they will consider making Warcraft 4 after finishing up StarCraft 2. Hashtag called it. We called that last week. You were even sitting here listening to us calling that, and we said that would probably happen. And sure enough, it's fucking probably happening. We talked about it earlier in that week. Man. Yeah, we were both yep, like, yeah, that's, that's, that would make sense. That's probably what they're going to do. But yeah, so they announced that that's what they're considering. Yep, they, they are. that is definitely in their talks. Um, let's see. PlayStation Experience, the PlayStation Expo, uh, is coming to San Francisco December 5th and 6th, way later than last year. Last year it was held in September. But kind of justifies why PlayStation was not at Gamescom. Um, they'll be showing off their random shit that they don't release during the holiday season. There. Expect the the next Uncharted trailer at that time. Yeah. All right, moving on over into film. Uh, fan Force Stick or whatever, Fan Force Stick came out. And as you may have noticed with Anthony's video review or heck been on the internet at all in the last week, you'll yeah. know that you should not see that film. Ever. But we got some insight into what went wrong. So, by the sound of it, Fox jumped on making a movie as soon as they found out that they were going to lose the rights to the the Marvel franchise back to Marvel. They jumped on getting Josh Trank, who had just come off of success with Chronicle, which was a pretty damn good movie. He wanted to do a a grounded, gritty version of the Fantastic Four. Sounds all right on paper. Kind of one of those wait and see what happens kind of statements. Um, but it sounds like he's been fucking being a jackass on set. Like he would go and hide in his you know his room all the time. He got so controlling of the set itself at one point that he was telling actors when to breathe and blink on set. Like for for the film's sake. Like Jesus Yeah. Christ. So like Josh Trent kind of showed himself to be an ass. Did and you then, just breathe when I told you you couldn't? Pretty, How many times have I told you not right, to Right, right? It's just it's bad. <laughs> but no, hey, don't blink. No. <laughs> Come on. You tell somebody <laughs> to do that. Like, that's just ridiculous. Um, there was also a couple of other things that he cut from the film, such as some unused footage that was shown in the trailer, like the thing dropping from the airplane attack thing where they were dropping him like a bomb. They pulled that from the film because of budget reasons. Um, it sounds like... Uh, budget the f- reasons? They already filmed it. I know. And it was in the trailer. Yeah. And but because whatever. No whatever. Um, they pulled the fantastic car. Which is one of like the staples of the Fantastic Four's family thing is making. That's why it was in the other movie. You know, I mean, I get it. You know, the other movies were bad, but they were. I still think they were pretty good. Like they represented they were, what the comics were. They were decent. They weren't terrible. And Doom was actually pretty Doom. Yeah, and I mean, especially the accent, when you though. consider the fact that now this one's come out those actually look pretty good now <laughs> yeah and i honestly like i always liked that they represented what those were i always thought the fantastic four was cheesy and goofy as all hell as was and when those films came out i was like this is it like i mean i like that they showed the struggle of of ben Grimm, and i like yeah. that they showed that reed richards was all about trying to get ben Grimm back, back to, to his normal. normal self like he felt guilty like it, it he felt guilty it was his fault that you know they his were up there in the first place like that yeah and I like that they showed that dynamic, but at the same time, he never succeeds yeah. until, you know, Victor Von Doom comes in and, and you know, powers Does up it, himself. Yeah. But, again, yeah, it, it, it kind of tanked. Like, it wasn't as, as great as it could have been. It wasn't as bad as it obviously could have been. been. We found that out yeah. this past weekend. Um, um, but I think another mistake that they made is they just they picked a young cast, and the Fantastic Four were not 
young. I mean, like Johnny was young because he was like in his early twenties, but that's not yeah. crazy young. No, you talk about uh, Ben Grimm was the same age as as Reed Richards, and while they may not have been older, like they were they, always drawn to in be their in their thirties. I mean, fan, Mr. Fantastic has gray. Well, and the thing was is that that was supposed to be a, th- a byproduct of his transformation too. So the gray was more of like a f- an aspect of his going to space, coming back, and like oh, it caused the the follicles to change back to being more aged looking. Um, but he was always supposed to be like his late twenties, early thirties at the time of the first experiment with the whole franchise of holding him through like thirties and forties. Yeah, not so, you know, not a kid who looks your... fresh out of high school being exactly. a genius or something like that. No, I mean they took. They, I will say they took a lot of the story cues from the Ultimate Universe, which did reimagine reimagine it as though they were like in their mid twenties. However, I still hate Miles Teller, and he's the guy that they chose for Reed Richards, and I hate him. Man, I really hate him. <laughs> he plays a good idiot, not a good smart guy. Yeah, he's got a well, and like the biggest complaint I see around online is like he's behaving pretty much like a young Vince Vaughn. I wouldn't have picked Vince Vaughn for Reed Richards ever in my life. Why would I choose the guy that's supposed to be the next Vince Vaughn as Reed Richards just because he has a similar facial and hair style to the guy that you Reed picked Richards. last time yeah. to play him. But yeah, like I said, like it, the, the cast is a little young. I mean, I can understand where in the alternate universe is like you can you can pick that out, but you can cool. Mess with that. Um but yeah, the the person they picked to play Reed was absolutely terrible. I hate him. Um you know, you, you've seen him in Footloose. Like, he's an idiot. Yeah, he, he was in, because the- uh, he was also in 21 and Project X and... That awkward moment. Uh, Yeah, he was also in um, fucking the Divergent series. Was it really? I yeah, it. he was in those two movies. Um, He was also in uh, Whiplash, that drumming movie opposite uh, J.K. Simmons. But... I've never really been all that impressed by him as an actor, and I've always been kind of irritated by him because he has a very weird snark about him that's not endearing. It's rather annoying. I don't it's know. He's just, just probably one of those kind of people. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he plays that kind of person in every movie should have been a clue to them not to cast him for Reed Richards. Reed yep. Richards, while not being... Um, Socially apt... Yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't you know snarky he wasn't no uh, he wasn't witty he was actually pretty dense you know overly intelligent to the point where like no he, common sense yeah so he would hurt people's feelings because he would just say the the thing that he was thinking because he's all thought driven um, yeah I totally agree that wasn't the best choice in addition to that we also found out this week that uh, Max Landis's script for the film was awful because not long after the film went out he posted it on social media and everyone read it and went. This is garbage. Like, the movie was better than your piece of crap script, and that's saying a lot. Jesus. Um, they didn't really have an ending to the film. Um, that was kind of thrown together, which you can tell it was apparently. Uh, really yeah, I've, quickly. I've heard that the last ten minutes of it was other like the shit. Most action. That yeah. You'll see throughout the entire movie. Yeah, that's true too. And then it's like, dun dun dun. The end. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um. But it bombed hard. It made only $26.2 million out of its $120 million budget. And yet, Fox has announced they are moving ahead with Fan 4 Stick 2. Because they already were, have it contracted with everybody. They can't really move deadlines. They kind of doubled down on doing a sequel before the film was even in the middle of its production. So that's the thing. is like You're already committed to doing a I sequel mean, long before you even made the film. 
I can understand why. Yeah, because they want to reboot it. They want to also keep the rights. Those are the two driving factors in doing that. And and not even just that. Like, not only did they want to to have the reboot, but they wanted it to be successful, and they wanted to have the other one ready to go. Yeah, if the mm. first one was successful. The problem is, is, they signed all these contracts, and they basically you know open mouth insert foot. Yep. Because yep. you know they spent 120 million dollars or um, 26 million dollars. Yep. I mean, well, and that's probably know. a small, like, slightly growing value. Like, I, I really hope it's not because I hope people aren't that dumb. But you know there's a lot of people out there that kind of do that, like, like kind of like the, I, I want to place a bet on you or, like, you know, dare you to do this. It's sort of one of those, like, you guys want to do something really dumb and stupid together? Let's go see Fan Stick. Like, it's become that thing, which is depressing because that's people losing out on, like, two and a half hours of their life to a piece of garbage. YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO swag. YOLO swaggins. Um, but yeah. So anyways, kind of in, oddly enough, in uh, lieu of all of that, fans have begun a petition <laughs> telling Fox to sell it back to Marvel, the rights of Fantastic Four. I really I really hope they do. Um, not necessarily Even if they I... don't outright sell them, if they at least make the deal like Sony did with Spider-Man, Universal did with the Hulk, like... There are deals these studios are making. They're winning big on the finances of it because Marvel's got plans in place, whereas no other studio has made those kind of plans. Yeah, because not not necessarily that I want to see another Fantastic Four movie, because while the first couple were were decent, they're okay. Yeah, they represented their material, which um, is to say something. This last one really tanked hardcore. I don't want to see another one. I really don't. However, I would not mind. Seeing the Fantastic Four in featured like, in the universe know, cameo appearances, you know, like um, not even necessarily that they have to be in the movies right off the bat, but say, you know, in the Avengers, they're talking about, you know, oh, we've got we've got a group over here that's actually saving cities around here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're taking the load off us because even in the Avengers movie, they're talking about when they want to retire. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a thought on everybody's mind. Yeah. You know, but superheroes don't get to retire. No, unless they die. The new superheroes come along. Yeah, those two factors: death and and uh, additional people coming. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I also say that like certain storylines are substantially better when you incorporate those kind of people. Um, the Civil War storyline is immensely better when you feature Reed Richards justifying Tony Stark's actions to force everyone to register. When you're talking about it from a scientific standpoint, and they both are coming to the same conclusion as scientists going. This is more than likely the future. We we're scientists. We think, you know, years in advance. We know what's coming. This is the best laid plan. When you only have one guy saying that and asserting it, it kind of doesn't have the same value as if multiple smart people, proven smart people, are all saying the same thing. Because that's really the only argument that really holds in that argument is like, Caps is these are free citizens allowed to volunteer, and Tony Stark's is no. We need to oversight. Otherwise someone else is going to try and lock us up and imprison us just for existing. At the same time, like where, where I can understand Tony's fear. Yeah, yeah. I would really like to see the guy who imprisons Hulk. I mean, really what like they did, see. what they did was before that civil war event is actually what they did is they uh, launched him in space. Oh, right. For yeah. Hulk. Yeah. So that's how they got him out of the storyline in the comics. But in this, what they did is they just, so far they're having just Hulk run away and, mind his own business kind of thing like i'm not going to involve myself because i don't want any part of the world and that's kind of how they set him up to be in 
the ca- next Captain America movie. Um, they did say that Mar- Ruffalo will make an appearance, but it's unconfirmed as to what capacity. Yeah, I think he's isn't he contracted in. Yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. let it slip. Well, yeah, yeah, he's he's going to be in uh, the next Avengers films too, the two parter. But yeah, he's making an appearance in uh, Cap Three, which is essentially the real Avengers Two at this point with the cast listing on that thing. What do you mean? The entire cast for Captain America Three is pretty much the exact cast we saw for Avengers Two, but it's going to have the weight that the trailers for Avengers to kind of perpetrated but never followed through on on the actual film's release Hmm. cap three is going to be amazing i am so stoked um another piece of small news from fox though is that uh patrick stewart confirmed that he is returning for professor xavier for the final wolverine film this is to be true we'll see him in some capacity starring opposite what is believed to be old man logan from the old man logan storyline which is really cool um so he's going to be old logan mm-hmm. no so uh hugh jackman will be old logan but we'll see patrick stewart reprise his uh xavier role to kind of be an opposite of some capacity to him we might get something akin to the the wolverine and the x-men tv series that featured a lot of time travel stuff and wolverine working directly with a future xavier that could walk um Small little uh, tidbit coming out of uh, John Watts, who's going to be the director for Spider-Man, um, the Marvel-created one. Um, he and Kevin Bacon just worked on a movie called Cop Car, and while they were talking about that film, they also discussed the Spider-Man film and the idea that uh, Kevin Bacon might be J. Jonah Jameson in the next Spider-Man film, which isn't necessarily bad. I love J.K. Simmons, and I still really want J.K. Simmons to come back especially since he's also doing the voice work for all of the Marvel cartoons for J. Jonah Jameson. I'd be okay if they brought somebody else on board like Kevin Bacon. He's got, he's got history. He also has bacon. In his he name. does have bacon in his name, which is a drawing factor Marvel. for everybody. Um, we got some uh, details from Captain America Civil War, but with D23 going on, we won't speak about any Star Wars stuff because we'll discuss that during our topic later. However, um, Right now, we're going to talk about some of the Marvel stuff because there's a, just a few small details, like five things. Uh, first thing is that the international incident that causes the Superhuman Registration Act to become a thing and the whole government trying to force superpowered beings to register with, with them to be have government oversight is because while trying to save some foreign city... Uh, Scarlet Witch makes the error of not lifting um, crossbones high enough up in the air while he's wearing a suicide bomber's chat, like a uh, vest, and he explodes and kills some people in the building, and the Avengers get blamed for it. And it's uh, that's kind of what's replacing what happened in the original books. With the original books, it was that an untrained team, known as the New Warriors, while filming the reality TV show about superheroing, went after a group of supervillains, one of which consisted of an augmented version of Nitro. Nitro is a guy that could blow himself up and not die. But he gets augmented by human or superhuman growth hormone. And, or no, mutant growth hormone. That's what it is. Mutant, MGH. Which augments his powers to the nth degree. And he basically launches the equivalent of a nuclear explosion in a small town in Connecticut, which starts that, that universe's civil war. Um, which is the conflict between uh, Iron Man 
and uh, Captain America and their ideologies surrounding the idea of if a volunteering superhuman should be registered with the government or if he should be doing it on his own time because he can go around the law a little bit and get away with it um, while also being a volunteering citizen, which is the big thing, is that very much it boils down to states' rights versus civil rights. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a sticky situation. Yep. Uh, we got our first look at Black Panther from the set. It looks very much exactly like the concept art that was released last year, just a little bit more, you know, costumey than artwork-wise. Artwork's always very sleek. But it looks cool. I like it. Um, we get to see him with uh, the Winter Soldier in that, that picture, too. Um, there was some Captain America Civil War footage shown at D23. Um Description will be featured in our news document that you can check out. Uh, if you l- click on the link, it just has a description of what the scenes play out. We'll probably see that footage in another week or two um, for the rest of us that are not there at Disney's convention. And all of you Cumber babes should be yeah. able to find out about Doctor Strange being Benedict Cumberbatch. His costume concept has been revealed. And it looks pretty much exactly straight out of the original comics, not like which the is, newer, which is dapper good. looks. Because, you know, I mean, where they changed Captain America's outfit, they did well. Okay. Yeah, it was it was artistically done. It, well, not even just that; it was modernized, and yeah. because of the way that they had the seventy year gap, that made it plausible. Yep. Because the last thing I really wanted to see was you know a Captain America in you know cloth and a helmet with wings. Um, I'm sorry. I really he's... wanted the uh, the dragon scale portions of his chest piece. I really wanted that, and that's still not in there. Uh, I don't know. I I I think it's. I mean, I think it's, it's good, believable. Yeah, absolutely. In this, in this absolutely, in this light, um, um, and, and the same thing with the Iron Man uh, stuff. Yeah, there was no real way the they could, and the, the way that they they actually made the suit. Like they even take one of the old things of uh, the briefcase that turns oh, into I know. the, the I know. suit. Like it's a rudimentary, you know. Adaptation. It winds up being a very weaker version because of it, and but that makes more sense. Still, completely badass. Yeah, it is. Um. But yeah, I'm glad that they're kind of sticking towards the original. Especially with a mystic kind of role. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, they slowly made him a little bit more drab to quote-unquote make it more believable and modern. But I felt like it was very forced upon Doctor Strange as a character because like, no, that's not him. He's the mystic. He is like the sorcerer supreme. All I think is gilded and gold and red and like emerald, those kind of weirder colors rather than wear black with some red accent. Because every hero is turning into black with red accent. I love black and red. Like, that's always been my color since I was a kid. But god damn it. I only I want, like, one or everybody. two characters wearing it. Not every fucking person. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm also, like, I'm glad that they adapted Thor's outfit. They kept the chest piece. Very. The they, they kept the main pieces of it. Yeah. Red cape. for that stupid helmet. I wanted the helmet. I still want the helmet. I don't. I need the helmet. I don't. Oh, God, I'm so glad it's not there. The only reason is because he feels uncomfortable in the helmet. Did you know that? Like, that's the sole reason they're allowing him to not wear it through his run on Thor is he feels uncomfortable wearing it, whereas Tom Hiddleston does not feel uncomfortable wearing his Loki helmet, which is also just as dumb and silly, but awesome at the same time. Yeah, but Loki is is it's Loki. I mean, if you saw Thor being as serious without like the, the thing is, is it's hard to believe an actor that doesn't take himself seriously. And if he wears the helmet and doesn't take himself seriously as Thor, you won't believe it and you won't think it's cool. The moment you see someone walking with confidence knowing like, no, this is how I'm supposed to fucking look. Did you question me? Like, I'll punch you across the room. You go, all right, I believe that guy. 
but he can't do it. Now. I no, Chris Chris Hemsworth never sold it, and that's the thing is I think that when we rotate out, when we get the death of Thor and then the revival of Thor and comes back as a different actor, because that's more than likely the case, especially with Ragnarok coming up, that uh, that guy is gonna make his own mark as Thor with the helmet, and I'll be pretty stoked because it'll be after I don't know if several will, without because if they're gonna if they're gonna bring in the other guy, the other guy has to wear the helmet. I don't know if they're gonna be able to bring him in though, because horse face that'd be. He had he had the mini helmet too that was attached to his head. Yeah, they both had the cool wings look like. Yeah, but th- there's there's different looks to Thor because yeah. one of them you know it's just a headband with. The wings, yeah, obviously. You know, it depends but on on who's doing it. But I really the hope wings we... are what really turned me off. Man. See, that's what gets me going because it's like no, he's an Asgardian. This is not just normal but exalted. Especially when you look at uh, Odin and Odin's wearing one with wings and fucking horns. Mind you, the only difference between him and his sons is that they got one aspect of his helmet each. But, uh, yeah, like, if you're going to put one, like, it makes sense to remove them all or put them all in. And removing just one is bothersome. And was like, really? You didn't want to wear your helmet even though your father, brother, cousin, nephew, best friends, all of them are wearing their helmets but you? Like, almost nobody wears the helmet other than Loki. Loki uh, Hogan Loki wears Loki. his. Uh, Odin wears his in the first one, but then stops wearing it in the second one. Um, and then you have Heimdall wears his all the time. And he looks pretty cool with that helmet on, too. Like, it's one of those things where, like, that when the actor sells it, you believe it. And until Thor well, can think, sell it... I think it, the execution was still pretty solid. I mean, it wasn't like... It's not like you think Thor is less of Thor because no, he didn't well, have the helmet. That's the thing, though, is that like he sells the way he wants to sell it, and that's the that's the important part. Is does the actor sell it the way that he wants to sell it and make you believe it? And it makes money. Yep. Um, but I I hundred percent believe that the next one will have. Will do that because the fans, the fans at their core, do want to see it. They want to see a, a fighter wielding Mjolnir, swinging, uh, you know, swinging that around, and also wearing that helmet, looking almighty, you know, the almighty Thor and all that. So. I believe it'll come back just later. Uh, but yeah, like same vein of that. Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange will have the full getup with obnoxious ass collar and everything. All right. So, you know, it'll be weird. He'll sell it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cumberbatch, he'll fucking sell it. God, dude. We'll just be like, he'll just start chanting in random languages with his fingers held all goofy, like the actual incantation poses and everything. With that super cape on, and it'll just fucking make you believe it. You'll just like, yeah, he's the fucking Sorcerer Supreme up there doing his thing. You're a wizard, Harry. Exactly. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, but yeah, and then there was a bunch of Star Wars news. Check that out later in the uh, topic section. Uh, we got some other stuff from Disney, like a bunch of this stuff announcing about next films that they're working on. Um, Pixar films, uh, some some stuff involving their Disney's Hollywood Studios, a theme park, and Disney World and Disneyland. But uh, the main th- four films, that, maybe a couple more, but the main four from Pixar are Incredibles 2, Cars 3, Toy Story 4, and Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo. They have also announced Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yep. Um, they also showed off the first poster for the Jungle Book live action movie. Yeah. And just a, you know, a little spoiler, apparently Orlando Bloom has come back for that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. Yes, he has. So, as well as uh, Jeffrey Rush, which I like him. He makes a good an- antagonist pirate to Johnny Depp's 
dopey pirate, dopey Agreed. genius. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna be pretty good because uh, I enjoyed the last one. Like well, it wasn't bad. Well, I mean, it was it was all right. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Um, the third one in the trilogy was, in my opinion, the weakest. But at the same time, it set it up for this because Orlando Bloom's right. coming back as right. The, right. the captain of. Uh, the Flying Dutchman. Oh, I know. It's going to be so cool. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, DBC. And then, there was actually one other piece of Disney news I forgot to put on our news doc, and I'll put that on afterwards. It's, um, we also got the confirmation for Through the Looking Glass, or Alice Through the Looking Glass, what they're calling it. And it's the sequel to Alice in Wonderland live action that we got several years ago. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see how that was goes. one of the better live action ones they've done in the recent years. So and Johnny Depp and that was was actually I, pretty damn good. I, yeah, he wasn't I've never pulling, seen a better Mad Hatter. So, but he has been pulling it out of his ass for a lot of the more recent roles that aren't the Mad Hatter. A lot of those. So here's hoping it's not so phoned in and more what we got in the first round. I mean, he's he's a really good actor. Oh, absolutely. He, he he's just phoning parts. it in when he can. He did in a couple films over the years. Most of that has been the ones that you don't really hear about. Like Into the Woods, I heard he pretty much phoned in the wolf's role because he played the wolf in that live-action Disney movie. Um, he was also phoning it in in that... Uh, what do you mean, phoning it in? Let me play to my tropes because I don't have any other legs to stand on. Like, literally not not acting well enough on screen to make you believe in the, act, like, the role that he's supposed to be playing and just kind of going through the motions because hey money it's very obvious when an actor's trying and when an actor's not trying i don't think he really needed to try i saw into the woods i thought he did pretty well for the wolf part i mean it was it was a minor part right in 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 general completely because i mean he's in the movie for what a total of maybe 10 minutes and then he dies yeah Yeah. i mean i know uh was it transcendence they did over to like last summer. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, that one I heard was a really bad phone in job. Like once he went supposedly uh AI level capabilities, um all he did was just a monotone zero inflection, which sure if you're trying to direct a robot, but at the same time, like give that robot if it's an AI, give it give a little bit of oomph. Give him some oomph. Rather than just speak like this all the time, always. That's all I can do acting hashtag acting i'm so good <laughs> yeah right i'm so good done you love it um i'm a millionaire and you're not <laughs> yeah you're excited about some dbz shit here dragon dragon meet the dragon um dragon ball z resurrection of f has cracked the top 10 anime of all time in the u.s and dragon ball z resurrection of f is getting an encore release because it made so much money <laughs> i love when movies do that especially when they're foreign films that normally wouldn't do that well <laughs> do i can't what i don't apparently zach efron is cast in the uh, reboot god um, um i'm pretty sure the only reason i put that on here load the gun insert in mouth and pull trigger um <laughs> this is the rocks reboot the rock is producing the baywatch reboot is in dwayne the rock johnson yes please insert gun back in mouth and pull trigger again um <laughs> i have a feeling that zach efron will be the next uh uh david hasselhoff he's already got the hairy chest he's already halfway there He's also got most of those, like, let me stand here awkwardly shirtless for five minutes because 
It's in the contract. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Holds up contract. It's in there. It has to be done, which is perfect for uh, the next David Hasselhoff. I loved him in Neighbors, though, like at the end of it with... <laughs> like, it's, like, yeah, man, it's, you know, it gives good contrast, you know? <laughs> what you look like in Hollister jeans and what you look like out of Hollister jeans. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> so Paramount Pictures is putting together fantastic horror film based on a real life serial killer if you've never heard of him it's triple h holmes um (laughs) um leonardo dicaprio is set to act in the uh billy ray's the writer not billy ray cyrus let's keep that extremely clear yes please um directed by martin scorsese uh known as devil in the white city uh for those of you who don't know, Triple H Holmes um, was a serial killer who built basically a fun house of death in a hotel. He built secret catacombs in the walls, chambers, things like that. And he would uh, take young women and prostitutes and things of that nature and basically kidnap them in the middle of the night. And they never saw the light of day ever again. So expect a horror movie. Yeah. With an actually real life fucking monster, apparently. Like. The equivalent that there is of yeah, I mean, as much as as much of a monster as you can be as a human being, this guy that guy was it. Yeah, moving on to TV news. Uh, so I doubt you've been keeping up on it at all, but uh, did you know that Arrow was gonna fight WWE's Stardust character? Stardust. Yeah, so you know Goldust from the '90s. You might remember that if you remember going back far enough. Kind of an obnoxious, latex, warrant-wearing, kind of weirdo character. He has a younger brother that got into wrestling not too long ago. Like, maybe five or six years ago, four years ago, something like that. And uh, he, he named himself Stardust. And equally as goofy as shit. Just wears a latex full suit covered in, like, brightly colored stars. Yep, kill yourself. And uh, he's been in social media, basically, just, like, flaming both Stephen Amell and his fictional character of arrow like one of his challenges was literally like he's on the jumbotron at wwe raw and he just pulls up an arrow comic and green arrow comic and just starts ripping it apart like challenging steve amell so when steven amell went and visited raw uh of course stardust had to get a little physical with him shoved his head back while he was in the audience steven amell ain't gonna take that shit and he says how the show shuts sets it up it's all obviously overly fake very obviously overly fake but not gonna take that shit so he hops the, the the guardrail hops up in the ring tackles stardust and just starts pummeling his face as fake as possible <laughs> i mean that because you can see his soft part of his forearm colliding with his head and it's pretty obvious but you know he's trying um wrestling makes me sick <laughs> absolutely men absolutely slamming each other in tights for kids to watch grown men are into this and it really what's funny is the the grown men that i've heard are into it are overly aware of how bad it is like are constantly like well as they're talking about it just like so the scripts that have been going around this week are awful they're like yeah it's such and such is going on you know this guy doesn't even know how to do ufc fighting like i'll watch that watch two men two grown men actually beat the ever-loving shit out of each other yep because i mean you gotta have some real strength to take a freaking hit to the face like that and not go unconscious. Like, that's some hearty constitution. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the only time that I've ever liked watching wrestling is I watched this one episode where a guy was just on the wrong side of a ladder and somebody jumped on the other end and it smashed into his face. Yeah. And he poured blood all over the, the stage. The best wrestling, the the best wrestling is watching like those old Mick Foley in Japan where they remove all the safety rules. Have you seen that throwdown? Because that shit is when you're like, okay, Mick Foley's a fucking wrestler. Like Mick Foley is a real fucking wrestler. The kind of shit like those old backyard wrestling where it was actually like pretty damn real and very illegal. That's the kind of shit he's into. Um, I just remember watching like those old like it, it, yeah, it was in Japan. He would he would actually go and set up matches in Japan where the actual bleeding kind of physicality and risk of death is real. Set up a full barbed wire cage match. Oh, it's it's gruesome. If you want to enjoy yourself with some bloody wrestling, that's the kind of shit you need to find. Is the like '90s Mick Foley stuff. Um, that is that is one man that is not faking it. Um, the other thing is that uh, there was a small clip though between Stephen Amell and Triple H, who's the new essentially Vince McMahon role, kind of like in charge of everything, um, okay. where. Um, Stephen Amell straight up just is like, no, no, fuck it. I'll sign any paperwork your lawyers have for me. Just set up the match. I'm a real man. I'll challenge. And it's pretty obviously badly scripted. And, and Stephen Amell does not try to act in a normal acting way. He's trying to act in a WWE way, which is bad overacting. And it's obvious and painful. Um, but if you're a fan of Arrow already, give it a view. It's comical. You'll chuckle at yourself. Has it already happened, the fight? No, it's at SummerSlam. When SummerSlam happens. Which, by the way, if you guys want to watch that for stupid cheap, possibly free, because usually those things are pay-per-view, get the free month for the WWE app. Use it. All the pay-per-view events are free on that app. Watch it the weekend it airs. Watch that one fight. Hell, don't watch anything but that fight. Cancel subscription. You watch that for free. Good job. Thank me later. Because you didn't pay money to watch that for free. Uh, wonderful human being people need to know that shit but uh there was a bunch of aero castings you can find those on the document as well um there's something pretty big though uh matt ryan who played john constantine in the series of the same name on nbc that got canceled earlier this year spoiler alert has been now been cast on arrow for season four um he will assist in some pretty big way um yeah, we're not going to say anything yeah, more than that. Yeah, if, if there's good, good there's a spoiler, and if you want to read that, read that in the document on our site. Um, again, the site is geekdomination.net. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, if you've been watching everything, it's not a spoiler to you. If you were coming at this blind, big spoiler. So either watch the series and be spoiled that way. Yeah, like me. Like, yeah, yeah. I totally read yeah. this, and I was like... <laughs> Yeah, but if you saw the one trailer for Legend of Tomorrow, it's like, oh, well, shit. That ruins the end of season three of Arrow for two characters. Because it also tells you what happens just, with duh. the... I'll just, just say this. I won't say duh. what happens. But it, it, it the scene in that trailer shows you what happens with the Atom. All right. That's it. All right. So then uh, The Flash has revealed a cool piece of artwork featuring uh, Teddy Sears as Jay Garrick. Pretty cool looking stuff. Dun, 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 dun. It's a reprise of the old, the first issue where Jay Garrick and uh, Barry Allen meet, and it's that cover where they're both running to save the same person from two different universes. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. So we're gonna get some uh, multi-dimensional stuff in Flash if you don't know right now. 
Um, Supergirl. I'm really disappointed in a lot of this series and a lot of its things, but it's actually got a pretty cool lineup of uh, peripheral DC characters, and that's the only reason why this is on here. Uh, we're getting Red Tornado, who's essentially like the Vision in every way except for power set. Um, and he's an android. Yep, just like the Vision. Yeah. Mandroids. Mandroid. Actually, that's the villain. That's one of the many villains of the Green Lantern Corps is the Mandroids. I just remember that from the Justice League cartoon. I quit. Yep. <laughs> uh, Livewire, for many of you who watched the 90s Superman series, that's a pretty much exactly who she is. Electro girl that looks a lot like Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Anyways, um, another character, Non. I don't honestly like. I read a little bit about it, and I was like, eh, that's a lot of reading. <laughs> and then I stopped reading about that character. I did not read it. It's a villain. That's all I can say. It's Is a it? villain. Yeah, Non's okay. a villain. Um, another. Reactron. Yeah, I think that's another villain too. Reactron. And then lastly, uh, General Lane. Uh, is a, another character for some of you that watched Smallville. He was played by. I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, but he's in fucking everything as a military general. Every fucking thing. Um, everything. Yeah. But then it's also heavily assumed that the woman that takes up the superwoman mantle by getting temporary Kryptonian powers in the comics, uh, Lucy Lane, Lucy Lane, will also be included because of her father. Uh, there was a bunch of other stuff, casting news about characters. Um, there's some shit with Gotham, but none of us care about Gotham. Let's be honest. Game of Thrones. What? Yeah, just uh, Sebastian Croft has been cast as Ned Stark, young Ned Stark. Spoiler alert, he's dead. Oh, yeah. If you didn't watch the first season, he's dead. Um, yeah, this next one's weird. In West Philadelphia, I was born and raised. On the playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> but, yeah, so Will Smith producing a fresh <sighs> Prince of Bel-Air reboot. Um Whatever. I, I'm Fuck of it. the opinion. I'm not watching it. Yeah, it, it should <laughs> have died it. when Will Smith left it. I don't know why he wants to bring it back, unless she's going to maybe... He brought back Karate Kid Matt Yingley, so... Mm, he didn't bring back Karate Kid. His son did. He produced it, though. Oh. But it did well. I mean, it was, it was, it was a good Yeah, rendition. it was decent. It was, it was not I mean, a bad film, but Jackie it was Chan meh. definitely played the, yeah, the he elder did. part. Master Miyagi kind yeah, of role. Yeah, dude. He played it to the freaking He team. was great. Um, uh, Jaden <laughs> hasn't really enamored me as an actor since... Uh, pursuit of happiness and he wasn't really acting he was just kind of there participating as a child yeah um, in terms of his actual acting career he hasn't really surprised like wowed me in any way yeah I mean how can he though yeah no to I mean, live up to his dad's reputation he would need to take some actual acting that? courses what was that uh, movie mm-hmm. they end up on earth after earth after earth that was horrible um, dog shit yeah <laughs> I don't understand why Will Smith wants to do so many things with his son. Right? Um, I'm sure it's fun on set for them, yeah. but God damn it. That's... I'm sure it's not fun on set. <laughs> you know, he grew up with a millionaire dad. Who's been in everything and is lauded for being so great. And yeah, then he's trying to form then, his own identity and it's exactly. coming up I mean, he garbage. lives in his dad's shadow permanently. And then his dad's like, hey, you want to do a movie together? Yeah, you want to do another movie together? Sure. Uh, no, dad. Actually, I want to uh, go jump off a bridge. Um, but no... Like I said, I feel like it should have just gone away. I'm wondering, though, if he's going to do a fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot as in in the future. Like, maybe it's his kids and he's the one who has the house. And so, kind of a, a girl meets world kind yeah, of thing, mentality. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I didn't. I haven't really looked into it too much. I just know it's happening. And it's just, if it's a full-on reboot, I don't know if it'll go over that well. 
And who's going to play his part? That's the worrisome is because a lot of speculation would probably be around his son. Getting his just, son acting work. That's all it really comes down to. I'd rather have a pitchfork to. in my brain. Um, I would hope that the people <laughs> are smart enough to let that fail. All right, so NBC also announces that Heroes Reborn will have a two-hour series premiere on September 24th. I'm um, very excited for this. I've been I kind of too. I've been paying trying attention. To watch, I've been trying to watch the original series over again just so I can have it refreshed. fourth season is just hard. Uh, I, I'm on season three, so yeah, thank you're still you in the good for, area for warning me. Um, yeah, so we'll see how season it goes. four was kind of the beginnings of the writer strike back then. But remember when that all went down and Lost was off air for so long and Heroes were off air? That's what hindered and hurt season four and eventually led to the series getting canceled because no one's watching because they're unsure of like when stuff is coming out because you don't have writers writing your shit. And that was the issue was viewership went down because it wasn't around anymore. Whatever. Um I'm just excited for it to come back because even though we're not getting the full cast back, we're getting a good chunk of that cast back. Yeah, I mean, everybody's excited about it. It was yeah. it was a big part of their lives for so long, and then it was kind of an unfinished chapter. In, in it, it, yeah, it was missing something there at the end, like some but form of resolution. Let's see. I mean, I don't want to give it, you know, a hype. But I'm just excited. We'll we'll see what happens. You and I will probably talk about it at length on the podcast later when it comes out. But yeah, now we, we have a date, and we have a two-hour premiere to kind of work from. Yeah, so, so look out for that on the 24th. Yep, that weekend we'll talk about it. Um, another thing that NBC is really looking on that looks really cool is they're working on a red TV series, and I liked the red films. Uh, basically, the way they presented it is we're, get, we're we're employing old people, we're giving them guns. It's a good time. Like that's kind of how they uh, reference this stuff because that's all red really is. It's, Have you seen Grandpa with a gun video online, man? Like these two people come in there trying to rob this place. Mm-hmm. Grandpa sitting over there at the computer pulls out a gun, mows them down. Yep, like, no hesitation. Like. You don't mess with the veterans, you yeah. Know? But yeah, I love those uh, they, films. They were good. And in addition, doing a TV series allowed to do a lot of cameos, so you can yeah. almost make that like without. I would hope it wouldn't get too fucking complicated. Like I hope the relationships between these guest stars doesn't make it complicated. But I'd love a rotating cast. Yeah, I mean that'd be nice. I mean, I would like for there to be at least you know one or two main characters. Obviously, that it kind like of focuses around center group to work from. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. You know, uh, is it? Do you know whether or not it's going to be Bruce Willis? Uh, I'm not sure of that part. Let me pull it up. Um, yeah, if it's Bruce Willis, though, like I'm yeah, on thousand percent sold. Yeah, sold. Um, but yeah, there's so a movie he's see. in that I haven't liked. Yeah, even when he does bad, he does good. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? uh, even when it's not necessarily on him. Was it um, Sixth Sense? Like, yeah, Sixth Sense. Uh, a lot of people didn't really like surrogates, but I enjoyed surrogates quite a bit. Fifth Element got crept on a lot too but i but it's a cult classic now like it's become part of cult culture um yeah the sixth sense was a really weird movie and it, it wasn't really great acting either but it sold you like yeah well i mean it was m night's real first foray even uh, unbreakable that he was in as a sequel was really good um i enjoyed that one that was one where uh, samuel jackson plays the brittle villain and uh bruce willis plays the unbreakable hero um, and they're both weak to water because M. Night Shyamalan is terrified of water. Every movie he has has some form of fear of water. Lady in the Water. Signs. The Village. Where's that the was... water in that one? Where's the water in that one? Wasn't it that they couldn't cross the creek? No, there was a whole line around the entire town. Yeah, okay. Because that would have been it. Uh, but most, almost all of his films feature some form of uh, fear of water because Unbreakable was that both villain or both the hero and the villain are both weak when water is present. Um, 
Yeah, he's just weird. <laughs> Everything about him's weird. Lady in the Water was really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no there's no real talk about uh, who will be on it, but essentially it's probably assumed that big name actors will be guests, and they'll find a smaller cast of aged actors to portray the badasses. I wouldn't be surprised if we got maybe even like Betty White. That'd be fucking hilarious, actually. Oh my god! <laughs> and the movie, while while sometimes it's it has a serious note, like they're killing people, it is always a lighter tone and it's always funny. Who wants pancakes? <laughs> that was my. That's the part where I was like rib busting, hilarious. Oh my god! Or or when they're like, "Is there, is there someone in the trunk?" Well, yeah. Who do you think I got this car from? <laughs> <laughs> so like nonchalant, whatever about it. But yeah, that uh, that wraps up our TV news. And lastly, we have two pieces of comic news before we get out of here for topic time. Um, Marvel has announced that they are doing a Cable and Deadpool comic book run kind of coming off the tail end of the reception of the Deadpool trailer online. I'm sure that they saw the numbers of views and instantly went, this guy has the right idea. Fucking let's he do some, brown pants. let's <laughs> wear, let's put some more Deadpool in there. People are clamoring to make cable back into X-Men fucking let's throw cable in the series. Let's go do another cable and Deadpool run. They're always funny. Oh yeah. So I'm excited. I'll wind up getting the trade paperbacks for this one. Um, for sure. Oh my God. Such good artwork in those two. Um, break that fourth wall. And then the very last piece of uh, comic book news we have is uh, this week, (laughs) Spider-Man turns 53 years old from the very first appearance in uh, Amazing Fantasy. He's an old fart now. Yeah. Though if he ages like a spider, he's been dead for quite a while. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's always weird thing. You're like, hmm, I'm confused here. Even though he has accelerated healing. Well, well, not even just that. You know, he's a male spider. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if he mates with somebody, they have to turn around and kill him. They have to eat him. <laughs> eat him. Uh, there was a couple other things. We have a, a link to, I think it's comicbook.com's full review of uh, the entire Secret War tie-in. Um, there was like 40-some tie-ins, and they've all been reviewed by that group. It's a pretty good read if you're curious about how this event's been going. You can find out kind of how it's going. Uh, the other piece of news that's super light is Marvel's announced they're also working on a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is remakes of, or I guess relaunches is the more appropriate title, uh, way to put it. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are relaunches of Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur from the 70s, back when Marvel was doing a lot of the weird 70s style sci-fi. It's kind of what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, so those are the last few pieces of news. Uh, with that, uh come back and check out our topic section we are talking about all the news coming out of star wars and what our speculations are on that franchise it's uh, gonna be fun with that uh oh, have a good day see you guys